You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Hello again, friends, and welcome back to another fun-filled and exciting edition of The Nerd Table. Of course, I am your host, Chris O'Mealy, and I am joined by my co-hosts, my partners in crime. We're splitting this three ways, so it's that weird percentage where it's like 33% and change to get to 100, or we have 1% left over, or we can do Scott Steiner math for the wrestling fans. I just popped, and everybody else is like, what the hell are you talking about? I'd like to introduce you to Dan Peck. You like set unrealistic expectations right after that. I always do. And Eric Flores. You know, I, I can't believe they released nine Spider-Man movies and they still haven't revealed who uh, who, who Spider-Man is. <laughs> That's it. That's the show. That's the show. <laughs> That's the show, guys. Uh, how's everybody's week been Whew, don't even get me started okay why don't you fuel up and then tell us how your week was i have exciting news uh but i don't want to hype it up too much but i have an interview uh for ufm very nice an it position at the university of michigan very nice very nice buddy of ann arbor Yes. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Well, congratulations. Um, I want to quickly mention that the classes are going well. Uh, just like you said, I got to the I'm on the module right now where we're learning how to build a PC, and there is stuff I already know and some stuff I actually didn't. So it's it's an easy module to get through because when I know the thing, I kind of skip over it, and when I'm not sure of something or it's something I could use some more info on, I just pay closer attention to it. Uh, you want to know something funny about that module? I actually, I, I didn't fail it, but I did fail it <laughs> at the same time. Because you were too because cocky. I, went, I I did, and I wasn't paying attention, and it was asking me, like, oh, to install the CPU. And my dumbass put the um, the paste, then the CPU, instead of the paste, <laughs> then the, or sorry, instead of the CPU, then the paste. So I was just like, fuck. Good job. Yeah. I, when I submitted it, it is just like, eh. I was like, what? Dude, I love getting, like, the dumbest the dumbest questions wrong on the test and then realizing that, like, I did well on the hard questions. Because you know what it is? You get cocky. You're like, oh, I know this stuff. Duh, 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 duh. And then you actually think on the stuff you don't know. And then you surprise yourself because you get those right. And you realize you botched the easy stuff because you were being an ass. Yeah. I don't have to so pay attention talking. to this. And I say, what? So I just click the button and, oh, wait, I got it wrong? What the? You know what I actually got 100% on, though, was counting in binary. And binary is fun. I actually, I'm I'm not going to lie. I had more fun with that than I thought I was going to do. 
I, I had way more fun with that than I thought I was going to. Once I finally grasped the concept of how you add the numbers together, I'm like, this is actually just simple math, but it's actually kind of cool. Yeah. It just keeps doubling up until it reaches 255, because there's 256 numbers, right? but zero counts as one of them. Correct. Which is so awesome. sometimes that will throw me off. Right. But once you figure out how to get around that, you realize that it's actually not that hard. It's going to come back around to when you get to um, IP addresses. Mm-hmm. Good. I'll I'll be paying attention for that because I'm not. That that's the stuff I want to really pay attention to because that's going to be a lot of the the key elements to go for the career that I'm looking for. So, well, good. So I'm going to kick off this week's episode with some feedback from last week's episode that we got. And almost every single comment came from our friend Ellis Holmes. Now, here's the thing. Eric, you and Ellis would get along quite well. Because you guys have that same sarcastic-ass theme park mentality. Ellis worked with me at Universal. You worked with me at Disney. But you guys are very similar. You both have very dark senses of humor. Although, Ellis seems a little more intrigued by the shock value than you are, Eric. What What do you mean by shock value? He has a tendency to be a little more open with the shock value than you. I know, I know. I, I just challenge your throne, but <laughs> it's it's true. Well, I didn't want to get fired, man. <laughs> well, he's he's a bit quicker on the... He's a bit quicker to go dark than you are. Oh, okay, yeah. You're, That's fair. You're, you're quicker to go inappropriate, but he'll actually go dark. You'd still get along, though. You'd still very much get along. Uh, Ellis has a snort laugh. Which is awesome when you really get him going. And that's one thing I need to do when we have him on the show is to actually break him to the point where he starts snorting uncontrollably because it's hysterical. Uh, I broke him when I told him the theme park story about the uh, my old Egyptian co-worker who asked me mm-hmm. about the Kama Sutra. And he was literally falling off the couch in the Dueling Dragons trailer, snorting all the way. And it was amazing. You could, tell, you could tell him the story today and he'll still break down. He probably would, yeah. So if we have him on the show, I'll probably have to just tell him the story again. Now, Ellis is one of those guys where you would think after having two kids, he would have matured a little bit, but he did not. And that's what I love about him because he's still Ellis. So, yeah, if we had the Ellis and Eric show, that would just be it. Like, like that would have to be a patron-exclusive show because I don't think I could air that for free. Also, it would probably kill the territory after a little bit. It might. I'm not sure, but you guys would probably get along. Well, I have some feedback cons- containing the uh, the comments and stuff from last week's show. Now, of course, Ellis is just throwing comments on the thread while he's listening to the show, so I don't know what specific parts he's referring to. Uh, but I have a couple of guesses. The first thing is I did mention last week that I felt like we did a couple episodes where Dan and I were kind of taken over and Eric didn't get to talk much. So the first thing Ellis posted was hashtag free Eric, hashtag let Eric talk, hashtag Eric has ideas. I mean, in all fairness, 
It's not that I don't have ideas or anything like that. It's just I'm so fucking tired. This puppy is is fucking miserable. <laughs> it's just it it is it's fun cuz I love the dog, but at the same time I'm just so exhausted afterwards. You realize yeah, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> you, you realize this is what's going to happen if you ever have human children, right? Uh, I'm not having human children. You good with the fur? I'll just give them away. The, the human children are harder to give away legally. I'll just leave them at a fire station. <laughs> they have to take them, right? That's, that's how that works. All right. Just drop them off. You're going to be editing the episode, so I'm going to let you decide what stays in for legal purposes <laughs> and, and what you decide think, to take out. So I'm not taking anything out. <laughs> Everything that we say will be aired. All right. Well, let's hold on to that thought as we continue on here. So, okay. So here's some more feedback from Ellis. Uh, this was referring to, of course, the screens taking over. Universal was like, ah, this worked fantastic with Forbidden Journey. Let's fucking do it with everything. Luckily, they're learning the error of their ways in doing physical rides again. So that was feedback from our comments yes, last time about the theme park rides and what should go there. By the way, um, in, that, in this week that's passed, I actually did think of something that could go into the Shrek Theater that would make sense and wouldn't require a full refurbishment. What? Sing. What? Sing. The movie just released a sequel. It's Illumination Animation, so it's already affiliated with Universal. Okay, you could do a sing show. You just get a bunch of animal human hybrids singing. Well, it could still keep it as a as an actual uh, as an actual movie. You just have to change what the theme of it is. I think that would be possible. And it would make sense, and it would probably, and it would still be topical because that it's if you haven't actually seen the movie Sing, I just re I got the sequel over the weekend. I'm going to actually watch it, but I watched the first one again just because just to kind of refresh my memory on it. And it's a fun little story. It's nothing spectacular or groundbreaking. It's just a fun little story about a singing competition taking place in a world of anthropomorphic animals. And I enjoyed it. I don't remember it. Did you actually see it? Maybe. I don't know. Were you lucid when you saw it? Let me look it up. <laughs> I ain't ever seen it. Matthew McConaughey. Scarlett Johansson. Reese Witherspoon. Eggsy. Taryn Egg. That's <laughs> Yeah. No, not Secret Life of Pets, although I have seen that, too. Also, a second one when they're, like... Also, haven't seen that second movie, either. John C. Riley. Yeah, John C. Riley's in this. Seth MacFarlane? Yeah, Seth MacFarlane. I don't think I... Oh, hold up. This does look familiar. I don't know. Serfinowitz? Nick Offerman's in it. Yeah, it's got a pretty nice voice cast. Lorraine Newman. Nick Kroll's in it? Yeah. He's the... Old SNL people. He's he's Gunther, the other pig in the movie. With a German accent. it's It's a fun little movie. I'd recommend it. 
And it's a, it, it tells a good story because it's following all these different characters and it gives them all pretty equal screen time. And that's that's hard to do in any kind of a movie, really, to follow that many different characters and flesh them out in such a quick period of time. Well, I mean, it's like the whole point is like it's kind of like a documentary about the, about leading up to this competition, right? So kind of makes sense. Yeah, he's he's got to save his theater, so he comes up with an idea to do it. There's a miscommunication, which leads to the contest being popular, and then it's all about getting to the competition. And oh, miscommunication and making the contest popular. Does that have anything to do with like somebody accidentally putting a couple of zeros at the end of the winner's purse or something? Well, yeah. Are you are you literally just have the plot in front of you and you're trying to act like no, I'm guessing? I'm literally writing the movie right now. There you go. All right, we have a cat on the desk. Fantastic. Dan and I just did an episode for our patrons the other day, and Lily found the perfect spot on the desk to sit where she actually didn't block the microphone, keyboard, or mouse, and I determined that that was her, now her spot. So if I can convince her to just stay in that spot, we'll be good. Not going to uh, happen. No, because because cat. All right, so back to Ellis's comments here. Uh, he agrees that Hagrid's is fantastic. They should bring back Back to the Future because who needs the Simpsons? Ouch, but agreed. <laughs> and, and y'all know I'm a Simpsons fanatic. That's probably my number one fandom. If I'm really being honest here. Well, what, what, like, what did they? What is the Simpsons? Whatever. I thought you said like the shops and stuff. They're like a, a plaza of Simpsons. Well, they stuff. have a Simpsons ride, but oh, it's back. It's the they Back to the Future ride. What they could have done is go over to like uh, Five O uh, or Five O's like play place or whatever, turn that into like Springfield, and then just have the Simpsons characters. Well, because nobody gives a shit about Five O or Barney anymore. Excuse me, Five O is like important to my childhood, and like Woody Woodpecker is sort of like the icon of the park. He's like their. He's basically their Mickey Mouse. So, I would say Five O is more important to a young person's upbringing than Woody Woodpecker would ever be. Well, it depends on your generation, I think. Woody Woodpecker is a more mainstream Woody, character. Woody Woodpecker don't tell me about. Treat teach me about stuff, and and why wildier. No, I'm, I'm just saying Woody Woodpecker's a more mainstream character name, and he's the main icon that they utilize. Although they do utilize quite a few characters that they don't actually do any rides for, which we talked about, SpongeBob, Scooby-Doo, etc. Well, I mean, they did have a scene in Jimmy Neutron for SpongeBob and whatnot. Sure, but Jimmy Neutron's not even there anymore, so... Right. They just got rid of Nickelodeon stuff altogether. Which is bullshit. Because they opened up that hotel closer to Disney, didn't they? And that's where they, uh, have, well, they don't have any attractions there, but they have all the characters and whatnot. That Nickelodeon hotel. I used to live by that. And that's not associated with anybody. No. Do you know no, where the, if you, you put near enough to them, then sweet. Do you know where the Cartoon Network Hotel is? I didn't know such a thing existed. Yes, there's a hotel and it's completely themed with Cartoon Network, it's got it's got a slide that's basically Jake the dog. 
because you know how he's if you know anything about Adventure Time, he's super stretchy and everything. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of Adventure Time, Powerpuff Girls, and I, I'm trying to remember who the third main the third main show that's that they focused on when they had like their main icons to build the hotel around. But they have a there's an official Cartoon Network hotel. And would you like to know where it is? Where is it? It's not in Orlando. It's uh, California. Then it's nope. gotta be. Nope, it's 15 minutes from my house. It is really? It's right here in Lancaster, the Cartoon Network Hotel, and it does not have very good reviews. Well, because it's it's by your house. Like, what's that no, supposed to mean? But it's not a it's not a travel destination. Like you're not Lancaster, gonna get Yeah it is. Lancaster's a travel destination. It is, but it goes against the whole idea of let's go to Lancaster. No, not it's not uh, I just don't see international people going over to Lancaster to go to Cartoon Network. First of like, all, international people aren't gonna come here for a Cartoon Network hotel. Exactly. Although, when they, they when they show up, they're here to to do the Amish stuff. This is right next to That's, Dutch Wonderland, which is uh, the theme park. Ninety percent of people that go to Lancaster are there for that, and they're not going to be like, "Oh, no, they're not." Cartoon Network. That's and not that's how getting bad reviews. No, that's See, not how the tourists. Air- my God, why am I defending how my area works when you guys are just spouting wrong information? Okay. Okay. What, what else do you? Okay. What What do you have that's I just, I've been trying to say it, but you guys keep focusing on the old people. Because there's a lot of them. Dutch Wonderland and Hershey. That Dutch brings Wonderland in quite a like lot. Of the- no, it brings in quite a lot for families to do in this area. And there's a lot of other stuff. I don't have okay. a list in front of me, but this how is a- close. How close is that hotel to Hershey? Eh, 30, 35 minutes. That's close enough. I mean, I feel like that's still just bad location. Yes. Because even the Nick Hotel is like 10 minutes from Disney. Yeah, but think about the traffic you have to endure to get there. Because it's still, even those other things you mentioned, Cartoon Network doesn't match up still. Well, it's this is where they decided to put it. No, Because even Dutch country is old shit. I also love how I was like, it doesn't have the best reviews, and you guys decided to tell me what the reviews were before I even got a chance to test. It's not going to have – it's probably great, but it's going to have terrible reviews because you're not – like the fucking target, honey. Location, location, location. It has nothing to do with the location. The negative reviews all come from the amenities. People expected it to be a full immersive experience, and what it is, it's a glorified motel – with a Cartoon Network theme to it, and people, a lot of families who came there were disappointed in it. The only reason they were staying there is because... No, but when you think about, oh, here's a fancy, it's a fancy hotel based around a theme. Like, look at the Nickelodeon Hotel. They would do full things with Double Dare. One of my friends worked there as one of the hosts, too. They had a full Double Dare experience. They had character meet and greets. They had slime stuff. It was a Nickelodeon experience. This doesn't have any of that. It just has, you know, caricatures of characters up on the wall. And other than that, it's still a basic-ass hotel. So when people were like, oh, this will be great. We can go to Dutch Wonderland, and it's right on Lincoln Highway, and that's where all the kid-friendly stuff is in that area. 
and we'll stay at this cool Cartoon Network hotel. And then when they got there, they were like, oh, well, it damn. It sounds like an all-star, uh, the all-star hotels. Uh, well, nothing's like the all-star hotels. It doesn't have Brazilian tour groups there screaming in the pool area. That doesn't happen all the time. And I don't want to offend anybody listening to this show, but everybody who's ever worked at a theme park understands what I just said. I wouldn't... I I wouldn't want to be at any special hotel, because, like, I am in that area to do stuff, and if the stuff is at my hotel, that means I'm not sleeping, and I am there to sleep. This, well, I I mean... I'm I'm at the hotel, I go to the hotel, when it's dark... I leave the hotel when there's light. All right, so you are you not into the idea of like an all-inclusive resort then? If it's on a boat? Okay, so a cruise. <clears throat> Basically. Well, if I feel like a hotel yeah, I'm kind of with Dan on this for one. For Disney, if, if where I'm where I'm sleeping is where I'm literally only sleeping. Yeah, I if I plan a week trip to Disney, there's not. Uh, I don't spend an entire day at the resort. Like I'm not be like, okay, I was spending a day here at this park, a day here at this park, and a day at the resort. With the, with me now, like if I'm going to Disney, it's gonna be the only time in my entire life I'll be able to go there. And so I'm going there. I'll be there when they open. I will leave. Uh, well, probably before they tell me to leave. <laughs> But the amount of time I'm staying in my hotel is I'm sleeping. But you still want to go to a hotel that has, like, a decent bed. You're not... Now, I want a a hotel that has, like, a restaurant inside of it. Like... That's understandable. Polynesian or Contemporary. Like, those hotels are awesome. But that's because I also enjoy the food that they serve there. So I feel like, you know, at, at the end of a long day, or maybe you're starting your day off, you go get breakfast and then go to the parks, or, uh, you, you know, have dinner before you go to sleep or whatever. But I'm not there to be like, man, I wish there was like a water slide or something. <laughs> well, you're also thinking for yourselves. This isn't, this hotel specifically uh, isn't here to cater to you guys. It's to cater to families. Which means they're catering to the kids, right? Exactly, because you got to you got to try to entertain the kids. No, 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 it's all about the adults. That's <laughs> why we go to the park the entire day. Hey, where were we again? Yeah, I just feel like they picked the wrong location, man. It's just fucking. I think it's the bad location, and they didn't give people what the what the little people that did show up didn't get what they wanted. It's a bad location to begin with. It's just too far from anything kid-related other than Hershey. Okay. I mean... What kind of stuff is at Hershey Park? Because I've always, like... It's always been, like, that just a little too far for a day trip when I was growing up. I just... I, I, when I hear Hershey Park, I, the first thing I think of is, like, a giant chocolate fondue slide type thing. <laughs> like, I don't know why. You like, a regular fountain? It's a chocolate fountain. But, like, a regular park fountain... <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think they have anything like that. And if they did, it wouldn't be open now during COVID. So, I don't. I, it wouldn't take long for that shit to get shut down forever. 
Just one redneck that was bathing in it. Wait, wait, Eric. So, Eric, is your vision of Hershey Park just friggin' Willy Wonka? Like, is that what you're picturing right now? It's like... Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm totally picturing Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that's a thing. It's like the the Anheuser-Busch parks, right? Like, it's just... It's a park. It's just the main sponsor happens to be the chocolate company. There's there's, there's a really good ratio of big coasters for the adults and fun fun themed rides for the kids, and then they have a couple of gimmicky stuff. They had I don't know if they still have it. But they had an indoor funhouse roller coaster, which was really weird and kind of trippy, but it was worth going on. An indoor funhouse, so like different mirrors and shit while you're going through a roller coaster? You're on a roller coaster that rotates around and sits you in different directions and you're in a funhouse environment with crazy lights, mirrors, sound effects. It's really trippy. Yeah, it sounds like a trip. It was it was really cool, but it it made me a little nauseated. It seems like it might do that and it might cause a lot of people with many different ailments to have. Hershey Park also has a ride that may have prevented me from ever having children. (laughs) Okay. Did I not tell that story on the show before? I don't know about on the show. I'm pretty sure I probably heard it before, but... But do share. (laughs) So the coasters call... It's it's the big red coaster. This is how I remember it. I think it's called Storm Runner or something similar. It's one of those coasters. It's got a magnetic launch. And I, I think those are pretty cool. And they're they're little tiny, like, pods. It's not like a whole car. It's like a little tiny pod. And there's, like, six seats in it, you know, two, two, and two, and that's your little pod. And it's got a vertical ascent and a vertical descent with the magnetic launch. Well, I went on this ride. Uh, this would have been back before I had my LASIK surgery because I still had glasses at the time. So it had to be, like, 2004, maybe even 2005. I'm looking at Storm Runner right now. Yeah, uh, 2006 is when I had my LASIK, so it's probably 0405. Because I went with John Salinas, and we get we, so we get on the ride, and the first thing they did was they made me take my glasses off. And without my glasses, I can't, I couldn't see anything. I had horrible vision. It was like 2200, like like I was completely blind without them. And that's already a bad sign because it would. I'm like, this ride's going to make me sick, or it's gonna. Like I'm not going to have a, a fun experience on this ride. Well, that was glasses. I'm like, well, I am sorry, I took up a spot in the line. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, and, and I mean, they made you they made you empty out your pockets in their entirety. Like they didn't want you bringing anything on this ride. So they they made you take off everything. And I'm like, I really don't think this is going to be fun. But all right, here we go. So we launch vertical ascent. Vertical descent, and then that's when the G forces pushed you back into your seat, pushed you down, and the big red bar between your legs cinched up as tight as it could be. And I was already like, "Oh my god, this is miserable!" And we hit one of those really long corkscrews where, like, you really spin through it. And halfway through the corkscrew, I just hear John next to me go, "Oh my balls." <laughs> and we got off the coaster and we were both bow-legged <laughs> and I'm like I'm never doing that again that was the worst experience of my life on a theme park ride 
That is yeah. 54 inches tall. That ride sterilized me. It was not fun. And now every time we go back to Hershey Park and we walk by it, I just glare at it. And I remember the time that it hurt my balls. Like, it goes 72 miles per hour at the fastest. It goes up 180 feet. The length of it is 2,600 feet. And it takes a minute. Yeah, that was the other thing. It's also a long coaster. So that was a lot of time for that pressure to be applied. Is a minute a long time for a coaster? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Most most non-coaster rides are like 90 seconds. A really good dark ride. That was like a big thing with with Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey because it's almost five minutes for a ride, and that's actually a big deal for a dark ride. So, yeah, no, that's that's a decent amount of time for a ride. So, Dan, four and a half feet tall, like, what, what, where does that rank, like, for Man, how high is that? About average. Is that about average? It's about average. Okay. I think the the shortest the shortest uh height is 36 inches and that was Barnstormer I I believe. Yeah, um 36 inches you can you can put a 2 or 3 year old on a ride like that. There are, some kids are already at 36 inches when they're that young cuz that's what a uh, flight of the hippogriff was at Harry Potter. Was it? Okay. That was 36 as well. 48 is the general standard. 48 is yeah. the one that you want to look for because that's a pretty standard height requirement for most rides that will actually do something. And then it was like 52 or 54. I can't remember what that was like. That was like for the biggest rides. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that was like, like, before you got on this line, they have, so they gimmick their ride height categories. Yes. By candy, by candy. So like the smallest is Hershey kiss. Then we get Reese's. Then you get Hershey's. And you get Twizzlers, and then the highest is Jolly Rancher. Yep, if you're a Jolly Rancher, then you can go on everything. That's cool. Well, that makes it easy, because you figure out what you are at the beginning of the park, and then when you get to each ride, it it lists who can go on it right outside. Very nice thing to do. Especially if you're a big coaster park. Because I've been to places where, like, they have two coasters. They're not a coaster park. But they have a couple coasters. Well, here's what's funny about Hershey Park. Hershey Park only only recently, like in the last 20 years or so, added a lot of their really, really big coasters. When I used to go as a kid, there were there was the Trailblazer, which was the small, easy coaster. Then there was the Super Duper Looper, which did exactly one loop. Then they had the Sidewinder, which is a weird gimmicky coaster where it goes front and back and kind of like up and down a couple times. And then I think they maybe had one more. And now when you... Oh, and, and then the Comet, which is an old school wooden roller coaster. And that thing's still fun. And then they added all these other ones. So they have all these other crazy ones that do tricks. And then they even added a couple of new wooden ones. They have Thunder and Lightning, which is a really fun wooden coaster. You get on either Thunder or Lightning, and it's a race. The two coasters race each other. And of course... Coasters and so far that one minute one is the shortest one so far. Oh well, it was a long minute. Let me tell you, it was a long minute. There's like one that's over two and a half minutes. Which one's that? Oh, I'm only going through a few. Candemonium's almost two and a half. Two two twenty six. Nice. Yeah, my favorite coaster there is the Big Bear. 
That's a suspended coaster. And I always feel like suspended coasters are the most fun. I'm not really sure why. I think it's because you can't really see what's coming next on the track because the track's above you. Great Bear is 2 minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah, it's a f- that's a fun one. That's my favorite coaster at Hershey. Goes 61 miles per hour, is 124 high, and 2,800 long. I remember we rode that at night, which made it even more fun. It allows Twizzlers and Jolly Ranchers. See, what's funny is, like, the big people are Jolly Rancher, yet it's the smallest candy. Like, even Hershey Kisses are probably bigger than a regular Jolly Rancher. <laughs> it's still fun that they do it that way. It is, like, a cool gimmick, though. I went to, like, Bush Gardens when I was super young. Like, I don't even remember it anymore. I can't, I, I can't believe we got here by debating over whether or not the Simpsons ride should stay. <laughs> Oh yeah! So like this way, is like, this is how we ended I mean, up it here. Shouldn't, it shouldn't stay. It should go. <laughs> this right. is how we got here. Yeah, Simpsons ride seems dumb. Like, let them have their world area where you have a quickie mart and stuff. Well, they, there's technically two Simpsons rides now because they have uh, Kang's Hurl and Twirl, which is just a standard your standard uh, merry-go-round style ride, except that you're in a UFO saucer and Kang is taunting you. So it's like it's like Dumbo, but with a Simpsons theme. Cooper duper looper. Yeah, because I don't, I kind of, I wouldn't want to go on a ride that was Simpsons themed because I'd be like, what, well, what could they do? And it would just be something convoluted. Well, here's the thing: the Simpsons ride is really, really entertaining for the ride movie that you're watching. Which, uh, just for the record, you can find the entire pre-show and the entire ride itself. On the YouTubes. So you can go on the Simpsons ride without ever going on the Simpsons ride. It's very entertaining because it's funny. It takes a lot of shots at Disney, Universal, and SeaWorld. And it's Sideshow Bob trying to kill them while they're on a family vacation. And it it makes fun of all the theme park tropes. You guys are almost at the end of the line. There's only 45 minutes to go. (laughs) And it's got it. It's got a, a pre a pre show video where Itchy and Scratchy show you how to how to do ride safety and maim each other in the process. It's everything you could want from a from a Simpsons themed ride. But the ride itself, as far as like the motion and everything, it's just an IMAX screen with mo- motion simulator. So there's nothing special about it. Back to the Future was just a cooler ride because you were physically in the DeLorean. And it was a 360, so, like, you would fly through the, the clock in the town square, and if you look behind you, the, you could see the pieces still flying. Mm. So I still- remember doing one of those one of those ride, ride thingies, like, it was, like, in the big um, big mall growing up when, when my father was still in the, the Navy, and it was, you know, wait, you went down a ski hill, and you moved around, the thing moved around, it was one of those first rudimentary systems. to see how much things have gone in the last 35 years since it was like that. Like, <clears throat> crazy. There was Which a... had to do with Star Tours is what is what actually started moving that away from being inside a giant trailer that moved around. Star Tours was, was something else, man. I... Did you... I don't know it. if you noticed that... Uh... But Rex from Star Tours is in Book of Boba Fett. Oh, yeah? Yes, he is. And that makes me happy because that makes him canon. 
That's the other thing. The original Star Tours was fun because it had the fun little robot and everything. And I'm I'm glad that they updated it and added like different planets and there's characters and stuff. Like sometimes he's still in like the Star Wars world. He's just not. Yeah, he's just not like right there. But he's not running your train or whatever. No, but it was still fun. The best part was you would show up at the Death Star battle and they'd be like, Star Tours, what the hell are you doing here? He's like, I don't know. I don't want to be here. And then he's like, oh, cool. I'm going to do the trench run with you guys. Like, dude, we're not you're not even supposed to be here today. I know Jeff just popped, so at the very least, I got Jeff to pop. All right. Uh, should we read some of El- Ellis's other comments? Because this is making oh, some that, good show yeah, material. that's what we were doing. So, uh, according to Ellis, when he did porn, his dick was called the Transforming MacGuffin. What? <laughs> we were talking about the AllSpark last week from the Transformers ride. Remember, I couldn't remember the name of it, so I just called it the MacGuffin. Oh, so okay. Ellis, that was Ellis's feedback to that. <clears throat> he also said, "Ghostbusters: The Ride, ride that proton pack. Transformer should have been a roller coaster." Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, can you imagine? Like you're just on a roller coaster and you're like rolling through a battle. <laughs> that would rule. Yeah, uh, we had talked about the Aladdin sequels on last week's show, and yes. El- Ellis said that his dad bought him Return of Jafar. After he had taken him to the doctor's office because he was sick, he bought him that and a Ninja Turtles toy. That's pretty cool. Your Which dad... Ninja Turtle toy? Which Ninja Turtle, exactly? He doesn't say. Well, well it's got to be Donatello. I'm taking, I'm taking a guess, Donatello. <laughs> no, I'm going to guess it's like some random bad guy that was only in one episode of the cartoon. <laughs> it was like Rocksteady or something. I had like some that. of those. I had, well, I had a couple of those. If only it was Rocksteady, it's not even. It's like some guy that was... I had a Rocksteady with boxing gloves. Okay. That I had that was one of the toys that I had. It was Rocksteady and he had boxing gloves. So yeah, I at one point had every like official Ghostbusters toy and then eventually I had every Ninja Turtles toy and then they went like crazy with them. And then yeah, and then like the early, the the mid early 90s that part where everyone was like, "Man, did you hear about these comic books people are finding that are worth thousands of dollars?" We should make a million of every comic book because they don't understand how supply that, and demand. That's not how the most basic tenant to how economics works. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. That's how Beanie Babies just suddenly died because, hello, there's a million of that Beanie Baby. You dumbass. <laughs> and they did it to comics. They did it to, to trading cards. And they ended up doing it to, to action figures. There was just too many, too many of even the most weird and dumb character. All right. So remember, I said I got that uh, that cat dad mug, and I said I was going to bring it to work and use it to like keep my pens in and stuff as on display. Yeah. El- Ellis has a problem with this. Of course, he does. Mugs are meant to have coffee in them. A mug without coffee is a sad mug. And I was in an office setting. Oh, I would drink coffee, 10, uh, 10 cups of coffee a day. I even took out a full pot by myself a few times. I might have a problem. He also wrote all of that without periods. So, yes, I think that he had had his 10 cups while he was writing that sentence. 
it, okay, so even at my biggest coffee drinking time, if I drank more than two, I would be hot all day and I'd be twitching. Yeah, no, I don't drink it and I, I never have. It doesn't agree with me. And also, it doesn't wake me up. So it's a double. Like, I would tolerate the whole the whole having to go to the bathroom thing if it actively did its job and woke me up. But what it does, it just like what? Same reason I don't drink energy drinks, Eric. They don't wake me up. They just make me feel jittery. So I just don't do it. No, oh, see, now the coffee making me take a shit. That makes me wake up. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean. Okay, so it's 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 doing its effect, just not in the way it intended. I mean, indeed. Uh, he talked about how his parents had brought him a bunch of his Megazords last time they visited. So I guess he had they, multiple Megazords. He said Megazords with a with an S. He also wrote Super Fighting Robot Mega Man when I mentioned my little Mega Man figurine, which uh. That was a fun little cartoon that aired. Little Mega Man cartoon that they had. Um, I don't know where this one came from, but I'm going to read it anyway. If you hear a loud thump, that's the sound of Dan's big fat hog hitting the ground. I'm thinking it was a matter of like, the cat coming in or falling down or something. Jesus Christ. Uh, also, feedback that he marked out while watching The Mandalorian and Luke Skywalker showed up. Let's just say I had goosebumps. Well, if you're a Star Wars fan and you didn't react to that scene, then maybe Star Wars ain't for you. He also says he realized they could have done so much more with Episode 7, 8, and 9 after watching the original Star Wars stuff. And there's all your feedback from last week, from Ellis at least. There's yeah. one additional comment. Uh, this comment's actually from Jeff. And it's uh, basically when he was talking about the entertainment challenge entry, which was the Feetles, he's like, I didn't know that Chris didn't like feet when I submitted it. And I, he goes, it's the same thing for me. It would have ruined the band. Well, absolutely. You're fucking right. It would have. Show fat, please. And speaking of the entertainment challenge... We have one for this week. <laughs> Just go straight to the entertainment. Why the hell not? <laughs> I mean, it's a good segue, right? <laughs> All right. So, uh, what I wanted to do this week, this was something that was sort of inspired by the uh, the tournament that I'm doing currently right now, and and you guys are in the group. But we're we're going to crown the greatest fictional character of all time, and it's a mega tournament. There's a lot of characters, a lot of characters, fictional characters, which that meme popped up and that made me giggle. Fictional characters. Got yeah, from from one of the VSQ characters that was not nominated for the tournament because fuck Holden. I don't I don't think people are clamoring to put Holden McNeil at the top of their character list. Anybody? No. Mm? No. No. Holden McNeil. <laughs> uh, so what I wanted to do is I wanted to do a crazy-ass crossover. I wanted you to put a character from one fandom, insert them into another fandom, and as a result, you either get something super badass or something super awful. You could take it either direction as long as it was an entertaining entry. 
Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. So here we go. Here are the entries we got for our new crossovers. <clears throat> our first entry comes from published author, host of three podcasts here on CKCC Radio, including Real Paranormal Talk, the longest-running podcast on the network now. Congratulations, Jeff Trelowitz. Oh, yeah, because the, the original flagship show ain't been a show for over a year. <laughs> no, we started with the wrestling show, and then when we stopped watching the wrestling every week, we abandoned it. However, wrestling could be coming back to CKCC Radio. We'll more on that later. Uh, but here's Jeff's, here's Jeff's crossover. Rocky Balboa's Punch-Out. So you're going to fight Rocky instead of Mr. Dream? I mean, uh... Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson? Or are you Rocky Balboa instead of, uh... Do, do you start, I guess, instead of Glass Joe, you fight Spider Rico? Maybe. I mean... I mean, that is essentially his story, right? Is the world champ needs someone that he could beat, but would be an interesting fight. What Just about this what, nobody loser? Well, I, for one, would play the hell out of a punch-out game if, with a Rocky skin attached to it. Who would be the final boss, though? Would it actually be... Would you be somebody taking on all these challengers, and then you, uh, Rocky's actually the final boss? Well, that's the thing. Are you Rocky working your way up? But then, if you're going through the Rocky story, he has to have his couple falls, right? So there's got to be a couple fights that you can't win no matter what you do. <laughs> you got Creed, you got Lang, you got Drago. You got to fight uh, Thunderlips in the crossover match? I guess you got to fight Tommy Gunn. Yeah, but that's in the streets. Yeah, that wasn't an official match. You know what happened to that guy, like, 10, 20 years later? He died. No, I'm not correct. He had... I don't know how it it, did, but I remember seeing on ESPN, like, in the late 90s, he had, like, this issue where he would get his test for a fight, and he would come up HIV positive. Oof. And then he would get tests for another one, and he'd be fine. And then another fight would come around, and he'd be HIV positive. And you get tested again, you'd be fine. What huh. the shit? <laughs> That's like uh, Magic Johnson money. <laughs> so, like, does he have some kind of other weird disease that pops tests randomly? No, he probably Is he has using it. someone else's piss. He's probably using someone else's piss. He uses the wrong person's piss. <laughs> he's not just sure he's HIV positive. <laughs> oh, my God. That's from what South Park. Great, what a great South Park episode. <laughs> what an amazing. And, and nobody South cared Park about episode. AIDS because it's such an 80s disease. That yeah. was the worst part. Well, I like Rocky Balboa's punch out, and I'm giving it a point. So are we trying. So, so what are we going for here? Are we trying to ruin or enhance? Oh, or either, either or. You, you it's whatever you want it to be. Create, get, just make a crossover. Whatever I think it deserves a point. All right, that's two. Yeah, it it's works. Yeah, point. All right, that's three. All right. 
<laughs> this next one's actually pretty funny. Uh, Jason, I'm not 100% sure how you pronounce your last name. D'Agostino, perhaps? D'Agostino, does that sound correct? D'Agostino? D'Agostino, yeah. I don't know how I actually pronounce his last name, and I'm not, I don't want to insult him by trying, even though I already did. But uh, Jason's one of the, the newer members of the group here. He's another podcaster. He, uh, he helped promote us on his show, so we ran a commercial for him. Uh, pardon, pardon me there. Not Another Sports Podcast, which y'all can check out at facebook.com slash notanothersportspod. For you sports aficionados out there. That's still something that I'm open to putting on this network, by the way, if anybody does a dedicated sports podcast, because we don't have one. So, oh, God. Cat ass in front of the microphone. And really hear that ass. All right. Anyway, uh, here is Jason's entry. Randy Savage's Macho Marble Madness. <laughs> Y'all remember Marble Madness? Yes. I remember I had that game on DOS. So was it like random sound clips of him playing with super colorful marbles? Oh, yeah. He like do a really cool jump and he's like, dig it. <laughs> I, I, think, I think instead of running the marbles down a track, the track's actually just made of Slim Jims. I don't know what the hell Randy Savage's Macho Marble Madness would be, but it popped me, so I'm giving it a point. I just can imagine it would be like, yeah. Like, the entire time, graduation music will be playing, and then he'll have random sound bites. Dude, all I'm doing now is hearing Pomp and Circumstance and, like, MS-DOS sound effects, like, flying over the background. It sounds awful. Oh, yeah. And they'll be super colorful. Well, I'll give it a point. What do y'all say? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm down for a point. Dig it! Now, Eric, what do you know, actually know about Macho Man Randy Savage? Uh, the Slim Jim commercials. <laughs> I figure if you, if you don't actually know him from wrestling, you either know him as the Slim Jim guy, uh, Bonesaw from the first Spider-Man movie, or you know him as... That one episode of Dexter's Lab where Monkey fights a space alien and it's Randy Savage. Oh, I do remember that. That's a good episode, Gonna too. Gonna break your back there, little monkey. Oh, yeah. You don't know about his, his uh, rap album? Yes. Do you know about that? Did we talk about that on the show, Eric? No. Macho Man Randy Savage in 2003 released a rap album. It's and called w- B-Man. And the, the top track if you even want to call it that, is a diss track of Hulk Hogan, who he has a very love-hate relationship with over the years. Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan were either best friends or they were their worst enemies, and they literally, like, when I say they wanted to kill each other, I mean, like, like, Savage had a gun in his bag, and he would have pulled it and shot Hogan if he had the opportunity to. Like, it was that bad. So he releases a diss track, but it's the worst diss track ever because he doesn't curse on it. (laughs) And it's just, oh, it's terrible. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do a real time review for that one. You don't send it off. Send it off. Well, no, don't, don't ruin it. I want Eric to hear that for the first time. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> All right, you ready for the next one? Yep. Yes. From from our good friend Brian James Leon, 
Leon, where he's just like, oh, don't say it like that. So, of course, I did. This is Shao Tucker's Animal Crossing. Wait a second. What? I get that reference. Son of a bitch. Shao Tucker's Animal Crossing. I don't get that reference. Full Metal he's Alchemist. He's an alchemist. Oh, God. Episode three of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay. Edward. I was not thinking anime. I was thinking it was another fucking wrestling reference or something. Good no. God. You're no. this one for me. <laughs> actually made them human, human animal hybrids. This is, this is Animal Crossing in the literal sense. Yeah, <laughs> son of a bitch. He uh, had to do it. He was on a he was on a timetable, and the time was coming up. Good fucking night, dude. I've I've never seen this anime before, but it's the one thing I know about it, <laughs> and it's the thing I that I see far. all the time. It's literally, episode three. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, well, that sounded like three points right there. <laughs> Eric's already got his front runner. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, that no, I and I love that franchise, by the way, Animal Crossing, so that would fuck it up royal for me. <sighs> all right, well, here's a here's a wrestling reference that I think you guys would will all get, including Eric. Uh this one comes from our friend Matt Hardman, host of the Race Nerd podcast. My good friend Matt, old coworker, lives in Maine now. In case you were wondering if Maine had people in it, it does. This is Jesse Ventura, Pet Detective. So let's swap out our old friend Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura and throw in Jesse the Body Ventura. I think that would actually ruin it, so... (laughs) I think it would, too. Bumblebee Tuna. Okay, point. And then he and then he just breaks the fourth wall and says hi to his kids on camera. Uh, Jesse the governor of Ventura. Alright. Here you Fable go. <laughs> Alright, our next crossover comes from the one and only Ellis. I don't even have to say his last name at this point because he, there's just there's just one Ellis. In fact, when we used to make the characters in the video games, didn't we just call him Ellis? He was yeah, he was Ellis. He was just Ellis. This is Wrestle Kingdom Hearts. Dan'll appreciate this one. So, Eric, Wrestle Kingdom is New Japan Pro Wrestling's WrestleMania. And Okay. And it airs January 4th every year, regardless of the day of the week. And since it's Japan and it's live, if you want to watch it live, you have to stay up till like 2, 3 in the morning to actually watch it. So, usually, we wake up the next day and then start tuning in. Which is it's the big one of the year. You wake up the next day as it has only just finished within the last hour. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Slow Kingdom Hearts. 
it's uh, this would we be... got like so we got like Sora in. <laughs> well, here's what I'm trying to figure out: is is Sora wrestling for New Japan Pro Wrestling, or is Kazuchika Okada got the Keyblade and is trying to take down the king, take out the uh, <laughs> take out the darkness, or I don't even know whatever the convoluted storyline of Kingdom Hearts is. I don't even think it knows anymore. But see, yeah, that fucking storyline gets fucking wild. <laughs> like Okada's just hanging out in Alice in Wonderland. <clears throat> one of one of one of my big things, if I ever go to Japan, if I can't attend a New Japan Pro Wrestling show in person, uh, then I'm definitely going to the Steakhouse, and I'm getting it yet. And I'm getting a jacket, and I don't care how much money I have to pay for it. I'm getting a jacket, because it's a status symbol. And now I got a ring jacket. <laughs> so, I'm going to give that a point. <clears throat> I'm just trying to figure out what it is. Wrestle Kingdom Hearts? It's whatever you want it to be. Everybody went with... I just realized that last entry is a wrestling-themed one, too. Don't forget, guys, Eric's part of this. So, you gotta include him. I can't I can't constantly explain the entries to him. Give me Tanahashi. Given Maleficent a high-fly flow. <laughs> well, I'm giving it a point. I need... Give it a point for me. All right. And that leaves Eric. I don't understand. <laughs> okay, so. Know your audience. <laughs> I'm sorry. Know your audience. That's fine. I think people are forgetting that we're not doing this with the wrestling podcast anymore. <clears throat> All right. Final entry comes from the leader of the Binchcast clan, Jay Winga. And it's, if that is your real name, and it's not. No, no, don't. That still fucking blew my mind, by the way. Like, I'm not okay with that. Well, All right. I've known this guy for years, and it's not even his real fucking name. <laughs> what? Yeah. Sure? Yeah, you know how I found out? Because we were, we were gathering money to buy Dan's birthday gift. And all the, the PayPals were coming through in everybody's name. And then I didn't recognize the name. And I'm like, who the hell is this? He goes, oh, yeah, that's me. He's like, I, I adopted the name Jay Winger on a forum years ago and decided that, like, I, I liked it. So he, I just use it for everything now. And it's not even close to his real name. Yeah, now, his real name is Leslie Farts. <laughs> I have respectfully agreed to not never reveal what his real name is because. Jay, what the fuck? But, yeah, yeah, no, no, hold on. You think you're shocked? I've been friends with this dude for years now, and I'm just now learning this. I just figured this out in December. This is bullshit. And I remember that was like my, my I question, I'm questioning everything moment right there. What's real? What isn't? How can I know? Uh, his entry is, and this would, actually, I'm not sure if this would actually make it better. It might actually make it better. It's Paul White, mall cop. So, Eric, Paul White is the real name of the big show. Okay. 
Do you know who the big show is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Paul White's his real name. So instead of Paul Blart, we have Paul White Mall Cop. And that actually might make it better. (laughs) Seven foot plus guy on a Segway. I don't have anything against Kevin James, but I Kevin James to me is funnier when he's actually with an ensemble cast. Kevin James isn't funny enough by himself for me. You know Kevin James went to high school and was on the wrestling team with Mick Foley. I actually did not know that. That's pretty cool. All I know is that King of Queens was one of Joey Image's favorite shows, and he didn't understand how I didn't find it funny and questioned my entire sense of humor as a result. So that show had a better had a better backup cast than front cast. And then didn't they try to give him like another new show? Like Kevin can wait. Yeah, another show, and they brought Leah Ramini back in season two. What, the, wasn't the concept that he just started retirement as a police officer? Something like that. Yeah. I think it was Firefighter. And now he has a Netflix show where he's like the head crewman of a NASCAR pit crew. And if there's one thing I've learned about Paul White, he actually is pretty fucking good at comedy. So I would actually watch Paul White Mall Cop. Actually, so I had a decent time when he had the big show show, the little family sitcom. So, Chris, you actually reminded me of something. Uh, you might yeah, want to what the out. hell? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I asked everybody to chip in for your birthday gift, and Eric just finally did. <laughs> Listen, I had to get PayPal <laughs> and set it up. And then it was just like, okay, what are the deposits that you made? And I'm like, fuck, you made deposits? I didn't fucking know. So I had to oh like God. wait to confirm it. As soon as I saw that, I was like, are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> Birthday was a month ago today. Yeah, we're recording this on the 15th of January and birthday. <laughs> Listen, Chris can attest to this. I'm normally late to a lot of things. Well, this is late, but happy birthday, Dan. <laughs> happy birthday, Dan. Eric finally decided to participate in your birthday, so. I always planned on it. I just didn't fi- I couldn't figure out how to send you money. Easy. Oh, God, that was funny. As soon as I saw, we're talking about it, and then I get the, note, the alert on my phone, because I have PayPal alerts, and I was like, I'm like, am I reading this correctly? Oh, no, I'm, I'm 100% reading this correctly. <laughs> 100%. That's funny Check as hell. At whatever.com. That is funny as hell. All right. So Paul White, Mall Cop, gets a point from me. I got to because, like, I guess the thing of that is that Paul Bart's fat and old, and this would be just a really tall guy. I guess, but I thought it was funny, so... Run, fat boy, run. I'm giving him the point. Well, I get the mall cop reference, so half a point? (laughs) You can't do halves. He either gets a full or he doesn't. You know what? I didn't give the last guy a point. This one gets a point. (laughs) There you go. You give a point. All right. So three points total. All right. So Eric sounds like Animal Crossing was the winner. 
Yeah. For, yeah. for me, that was... Oh, God. We're all going to do it, aren't we? All right, Brian, you win. You son of a bitch. Well, that puts Brian in the lead, because Hannah didn't play this week. Hannah was first. But Brian just shot up to nine points, so he just passed Hannah. All right, there you go. <laughs> we'll try... Consistency we'll... is the key to victory in a game like this, which is going to be, like, 50 games. Yeah. If you play consistently and get some points usually <laughs> and makes up for winning a few times consistency is key correct all right so we've gotten all of this fun stuff out of the way let's move on to some other fun topics this week uh hashtag let eric talk is currently in effect so eric oh. You tell me what you'd like us to talk about here on the Nerd Table. You know what? Eternals wasn't that bad. I know you haven't seen it yet, but Eternals wasn't that bad. And I put it off because I heard terrible things about it. And um, I saw it. And I, I, I mean, I went in with very low expectations. And the whole reason I even saw it is because I figured... I might as well get it out of the way because I ended up having to go see Black Widow to like finish up Hawkeye, you know, to understand like what the hell was going on and who this fucking person was. So I figured I might end up having or needing to watch this to understand something else that comes out in the future. And um, I liked it. It's not my favorite, but it's not the worst Marvel movie they've ever made. I. I think it's better than Iron Man 2. <laughs> See, and I know that, that that's just my thoughts. It's just my thoughts on that. And then I, I'm currently two episodes behind on uh, Book of Boba, so I'm not going to say so anything So you've about seen that. the first episode. I've seen the first episode. I've seen the second episode, so maybe I'm only one episode behind. Currently one episode behind, yes. Okay. So, um, this one is like only 37 minutes, so you can get through it pretty quickly. Now, I'm trying to think of like what other Marvel movies I haven't seen just so I can like. Did you watch the Shang-Chi? I did. I really enjoyed that one too. And I think you would be caught up unless you haven't, unless you use Spider-Man's. I haven't seen Spider-Man. That's all I'm missing. Okay. Well, so I've seen everything then. Well, once I watch Shang-Chi and Eternals, I will be caught up. But there's Shang-Chi like five movies this year because of everything getting pushed back. <laughs> yeah, I know so, there's a lot happening. Like five movies and I think six series this year <laughs> because of everything. So, like Shang Chi was really fucking good. I saw a clip from Venom and that actually made me want to watch the movie. I know, oh, it's, not, I- I know it's not MCU, but I do want to watch Venom. Yeah, I haven't seen either of those. All right, so that's that was that's I mean that's on my list. Um, like I said, I did watch, I watched the new Ghostbusters, which I loved. Um, I watched the new Bond movie, which I thought was was fun. I'm trying to think, uh, Eternals and Shang Chi were on my list. Is anybody going to go see the new Scream movie? I my theaters. 
That's not a I need to go see in theaters movie. (laughs) That's a like, okay, if uh, whenever it gets on Netflix. So, uh, I mean, I'm obviously a uh, a horror snob in some ways because I have different opinions of horror movies than some people do. And I'm not like a loyal horror movie guy where I need to watch, watch every single thing. But the Scream movies are one of the big ones that I have a differential opinion about. Um, I'm the only person I know who doesn't like these movies. Who's actually like a horror person. And I'm not really sure why that is. I I just don't find them entertaining. I, I understand what they're going for. They're supposed to be a parody. But to me, they're not. They're still trying to be serious. I can't figure out if they want to be serious or if they want to be a parody. Like, if you're going to be a parody, be a straight-up parody. Be funny. Do comedy. If you're going to do horror comedy, the best example of that is Ash Williams. That's, like, the best horror comedy that there is. Shaun of the Dead. Um, Evil Dead. Like, I mean, I mean, Army of Darkness is amazing. It's a horror action comedy. You, you can't beat that. So I don't know what it is about the screen movies and why I'm the only one who doesn't have a high opinion of them. And I don't. I the, the idea of screen movies is it's a horror movie that takes place in a world where horror movies are a thing and we understand all the tropes, yet everyone still gets murdered. Right? I mean, I, I, I guess that's what they're going for. And the thing is, I don't have anything against the movies. I just don't like people rave about them and I'm just I'm just not there with it. So, so all right. I got I got a question for you guys, and this this is related to movies or or whatever. So I had this discussion a while back, but it's something that I've always kind of kept on my mind because I remember asking I remember asking the question like, "What's something that you genuinely enjoy, even though you know it's actually bad?" You know, it's one of, like, those guilty pleasure enjoyments. You know it's bad. You know it's a bad movie. You know you're watching a bad movie. But you're entertained by it in that perverse way, so you, you're you enjoying it. But you're never going to, like, defend it, right, as a great movie, as an Oscar-worthy movie or anything. And I remember I asked that question, and some people were giving me feedback. And then I'm not going to say who this was, and I don't even think they listen to the show anyway, but I'm still not going to say who it is. But, like... I always have that one friend that always tries to give the uh, the the I'm smarter than you answer. Well, the thing is, I feel like nothing's bad if you're actually enjoying it, you know? And they try to give, like, a philosophical answer. Like, all right, listen, motherfuckers. Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights is a fucking awful movie. But I love that movie. And in no way, shape, or form am I going to defend that movie to anybody as being a good movie. It is not a good movie, but I enjoy it. Does that make sense to you guys? No, it makes sense. I mean, like, you know, Soul Plane, terrible movie, but I'm sure <laughs> there's someone out there who likes it. Oh, absolutely. I guarantee you there is. <laughs> now, I do remember that question popping up, and I was saying you need to watch Free Jack. Free Jack? What's that? Free Jack. Movie f- uh, has um oh shit what's his name <laughs> we did this like four or five months ago yeah we, we really uh 
What's his name? It has Emilio Estevez in it and Mick Jagger. Yes, Mick Jagger's in it. I think and it's from talk- like the. We early, talked about this. 90s. Yes, we did. We absolutely talked. This this is ringing a bell. We've talked about this. Rene Russo, Anthony Hopkins, Jonathan Banks. Okay, Free Jack. Yeah, we talked about this. That was one of those things where you're like, I think you're every, the conversation was even, Chris, I want you to see this movie because I want to talk about it with you. I do want to talk about it with you. <laughs> oh, God. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. All right. All right, just for you, buddy. I'm gonna... <laughs> we, we could do like a stream watch or something, because you're. Gonna, I have a feeling you're going to call me in the middle of it, going, "The fuck is this?" <laughs> so, all right, here we go. A real time review has just been booked. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna and watch yeah, this. There's a comic book based on it that was ghost written by Clinton McElroy. Okay. <laughs> he wouldn't even put his real name on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> so what? What else could you guys put into that category? Because I know you have to. You I, there's always going to be something that you like that you you know you can't actually defend liking it. And I do. I think that answer is just honestly. I think that's a really snooty answer. Like it's a loaded. It's a loaded question. It is because. It doesn't even have to be a bad movie. It could just be a movie that's not meant for something like somebody. Because I can honestly tell you, like the South Park movie is fucking fantastic, but I can't share that with some of my like Christian friends. You know. <laughs> I mean, that's a different category entirely. I I I said this once, and I think the three perfect comparisons were a Simpsons movie, South Park movie, and Beavis and Butthead Do America. The Simpsons movie is a prime example of something that came too late in a show's run. Because it was too hyped up and it was never going to live up to the expectation of what the show was. The South Park movie came too early in the show's run. Because South Park became such a better show in later seasons developing new characters. The show is so, the movie came so early that Timmy didn't even exist yet. Or Jimmy. or And Butters wasn't fleshed out. He was still a background character. This is all missed opportunity. Beavis and Butthead Do America came out at just the right time. The show was popular, and they did their own thing with it. And made it really, really funny. What about the other other movie that they made? Um, fuck, I can't remember the name of it. But it was like, America! Fuck yeah! Team America World Police? Yes! I love that movie. That, I mean, That's another one. I mean, it's the South Park guys, but it's not a South Park movie. I mean, I, I should, should we throw Orgasmo in there too while we're at it? Might as well. <laughs> speaking of speaking of movies that speaking of movies that are in reality bad, but I still love them. Orgasmo could be thrown up there too. Uh, yeah, some I, I always felt like that was a per- prime example of. Well, they're they're gonna they're releasing a Bob's Burgers movie, right? And I feel like that's going to do well because Bob's Burgers is still popular. They haven't ran the show out just yet. But Seth MacFarlane still wants to do a Family Guy movie, and I feel like Family Guy's prime is is long dead. Yeah. Nope, the Family Guy movie is the Stuart Stewie movie that they made 
right before the comeback. Which isn't even a fucking movie, because then they turned it into episodes of a TV show. Yeah, then they eventually turned it into three episodes, which I was like, what, why? It was special at one point, and now it's no longer special, because now it's three official episodes. It's like, you ruined it! Yeah, you did. There, there are a lot of, like, there are certain episodes of Family Guy that I really do enjoy, though. But they all relate to Star Wars. Like, they're, they're Star, Star Wars uh, saga. I mean, I've seen some since the comeback, and I don't know. Like, those first three seasons were so good. Yeah, because I, I feel like he aimed it as, I'm going to make this as wild and as crazy as I can because I want to get canceled. And then he didn't get canceled, and he's just running out of material now. <laughs> Well, and then he also started, like, four other shows. Two of them in-universe. Yeah. <laughs> the well, Cleveland show. I never, I never got into American Dad that much, but I do remember that American Dad's quality went up at the exact same moment Family Guy's quality went down. Because you shifted focus. Yeah. And then Cleveland show was just a mistake in general. Because Cleveland show wasn't ever going to make it. He just, I understand what he wanted to go for with that character, but geez, like, that wasn't ever going to happen. Yeah, I think, I think that's the other problem with Seth MacFarlane is he tried to do too much at once. It's honestly, it, I use Seth MacFarlane as the example when I'm running out of creative steam for something because I'm trying to do too many things at once and there's so much that I want to do and I can't focus on it. And I, I, I always use that as the example. Be like, well, I don't want to be like Seth MacFarlane. I don't want to do everything and half-ass it. I need to focus my attention and do this thing and make this thing good. And then I'll worry about something else. So, I think Seth MacFarlane is an inspiration to all of us who want to be creative. <laughs> to not do what he's doing. Like, I, I do agree with you. If he would have just focused on one show, it could have been great. Maybe two. But Fa- Family Guy's peak was when it first came back from cancellation. That was some of the best of Family Guy. Those couple of seasons back from the brink are the best episodes of Family Guy. But then once that downhill train starts, it's okay. So it's not like The Simpsons where The Simpsons now just isn't interesting anymore because they've ran out of story material and they they recycle stuff. Right? New Simpsons episodes. They're not bad, but they're not. But they're nothing like the glory days. You, it's just like, oh, that's a thing that I saw. Some of these new Family Guys, though, are bad, really, really bad. And I think the problem is he's trying too hard to mimic that South Park stuff. There's too much grossness in it. Like when he when he takes the forklift and tries to use the forklift to put the whale back in the ocean, and he skewers it, and then all the guts are falling out, and it's just a long sequence of him stabbing this whale with a forklift while it's dead and it's just more guts and more blood. It's like, even South Park doesn't get that gross, and if they do, they don't leave it on for long periods of time. Or they just have Cartman in the background laughing. Right. Exactly. I made you eat your parents. That's a good episode. God, they're all really good. South Park has a collection of bad episodes, and I think it would be easier to to do a list of like South Park's all-time worst episodes could be like a top 10 list and 
there just aren't that many of them. Whereas, like, Family Guy, if you were going to do a worst episode list, I feel like you could get up to 50 easily and just roll with it. Yeah, it's going to be a big list. It's going to be a huge list. Uh, by the way, speaking of South Park, did you see... I, I don't think either of you guys have Paramount+. Plus. I had to borrow it from my mother to watch this. But they did the the, uh, the post-COVID special where all the characters are grown up. And it's amazing. Anybody seen that? Uh, no. And my monitor just shut off. Oh. Well, you're still here. Hi, buddy. Well, yep. I'm talking in the dark. <laughs> Your monitor went to sleep, but you're still here, buddy. Well, what the hell just happened? We still have Eric. Okay, well, we'll just do this. <laughs> I'm gonna turn on the light real quick. <laughs> this this doesn't translate that well on an audio podcast, but I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> this but is fuck. this is Eric after dark, people. Oh my god. So, uh, Matrix 4 is available for another week. So if you want to watch it before you have to wait a few more months, eh. it's a week to do it. Yeah. Ah, there it goes. There it is. <laughs> so I'll probably watch it some point this week coming up. Yeah, I got that on Where the list. HBO? Yeah, but for like another yeah, week, so. It's got another week. You might want to prioritize that one. Okay, that'll be my next focus then. Because they do the thing where their movies come out and they have it for like a month, and then it goes away for a few months, and then they bring it back. Yep. Not a bad strategy, though. I mean, you can't leave... You can't leave stuff up. For, you can't leave stuff up forever when it's that new. Like if you're trying to, if you're trying to do a supply and demand for it. So, hey, all right. So, what else is going on, Eric? Well, you got us going on some good rants here. What else you got? I mean, outside of that, I got. I'm just super excited that they're finally releasing like these PS4 games for PC. Because I got the 7 remake. I got God of War, which came out, like, yesterday. Oh, yeah? And then I got Baldur's Gate 3, which is not a PS4 thing. But, like, I, I got all these games, and I don't have any time, really, to play them. So I'm at the point where I'm just buying shit, and, and I can't do anything with it. So I have a, a backlog of games. Like, I finally beat Pokemon, the new one, or old one, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> Then I'm going to beat 7. Then I have to go through God of War. I still have Shin Megami Tensei. Which I'm super excited about that. So I think I might save that for last. It's just... I feel like this is going to be a good year. We're, we're, we're starting okay. We're doing alright. I understand we had a celebrity death. But uh, outside of that... The year's looking pretty good. <laughs> Were you guys Full House fans at all? I watched it. Like, I've seen... Pro I've probably seen a lot of Full House, but I can't ever tell you, like, that I really sat down and watched Full House. 
Well, it's, you know, it was on when we were kids, so it was on if our, if our mother had it on. Yeah. You know? Right. Uh, I've seen all of Fuller House. I haven't I seen have any of that. Who's that following? It's Stola's daughter <clears throat> moves into the house with her family. Isn't it uh, Isn't it everybody minus the Olsen twins? Yeah, pretty much. Everyone besides Olsen twins end up on the show from time to time. Well, one thing I am happy about is I got to see Bob Saget do stand-up in person. And that's that's a memory I can never get taken away from me. Uh, that was a good... It was part I of the... His, I heard his stand-up was, like, really raunchy. Too. Yes, it is. So as part of the Opie and Anthony Traveling Virus Tour, uh, Rich Voss was one of the MCs, and some of the people we got to see included Patrice O'Neill, Patton Oswalt, Louis C.K., um, Frank Caliendo, who got booed off stage because he did his three impressions and the Opie and Anthony crowd didn't want that. Jimmy Norton. Uh, Stephen Lynch was the headliner. And then right in the middle was Bob Saget. And he talked all... It, yeah, it was a super raunchy thing and he talked about... Is this the show where Taz hosted it? Yes. Taz was And he there. was like, I'm wearing black because my boss died. And it was like... Right before the Benoit's. Yep, it was 2007. Absolutely correct. It was between, quote-unquote, Vince died. And... Like, how long ago... How long ago was this? Because Patrice, Patrice O'Neill, he's... He's gone now, right? 2007. Summer of 07. Summer of 2007 is when I went to see this. Wow. And I'm trying to remember who else was there, but I don't... I think I covered everybody that we saw. I would love to see fucking Patrice, man. Patrice, Patrice died in 2011. He so. was pretty... I mean, everybody was good. The The problem was Caliendo. Caliendo was the problem because he only knows how to do his Bill Clinton and his John Madden and whatever other impressions he knows how to do. He doesn't know how to vary it up for that type of crowd. And this was an Opie and Anthony crowd, so they didn't want to hear that... They didn't want to hear the same old shit. They wanted, they wanted new stuff. You know, we were, the, we were laughing hysterically over Jim Norton's routine, which is kind of cheating because he's part of their show. But like they, they name the show. Yeah, <laughs> they, but they after. wanted raunchy, inappropriate shit. And who knows how to do that really well? Rich Voss, Patton Oswalt, Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> like, and then the best part was Louis C.K. during his during his portion, like a fight broke out in the crowd and people were paying attention to it. And he got mad about that. And he's like, oh, OK, you guys want to watch that instead of me? Fine. So he turned his back and started doing the show to the curtain behind him instead of us. He's like, fine, I'll just do stand up to the curtain since y'all aren't looking at me. I won't look at you either. And I thought that was brilliant. That's how you ebb and flow with a live crowd. Caliendo couldn't do that. And he was the only black mark on that show. Everybody else was hysterical. And, and Bob Saget was great because he was, you know, he talked all about all these drugs that he did and how he wanted to fuck Kimmy Gibbler and all these different ways on set, or he may or may not have. And so we were having a good time laughing. And he performs a song called Danny Tanner Was Not Gay to the theme of the Backstreet Boys, <laughs> which I shared a YouTube clip of him doing that song the day of his passing. <laughs> you ever suck dick for weed? I seen it. I think he even says that as part of the song. One at one point, he said something. Oh yeah, I never. I think he, he sings something about ever sucking dick for cocaine. Then he goes, "I seen it." 
And we all cheered for that because we all understood the reference. Yeah, his stand-up was very good. I, I remember being very raunchy and not what you would expect. Because the thing is, it- it's all about the delivery. And Eric, I know you're a big stand-up comedy guy, so I know you understand this. And you just saw Patton Oswalt recently, who is hysterical, and he does he's really good at this too. It's that monotone delivery where they're telling you that story, but it's so serious. But that the content of what they're telling you is not. It's just so ridiculous. And it makes it so much funnier. And you know what the the funny thing is? I don't remember anything about Patton Oswalt's set or Patrice O'Neill's set or Rich Boss's set. But I remember I remember Saget, Louis C.K. I distinctly remember Jimmy Norton is very, very descriptive descriptive female anatomy lines that he was delivering and saying it with that aggressive, angry voice that he has. And then, of course, Stephen Lynch singing all of all of his best hits, which are the most inappropriate songs ever written, which is... and the be- Well, the best thing about Stephen Lynch is he writes the most inappropriate songs ever, but he has like an angelic singing voice, so it doesn't match the content. He's singing a song called Special Ed about a friend named Ed that was a little bit special, but he's singing it with this beautiful voice. <laughs> it just... I would have dropped him on his head. That's the best thing! This is what this guy was born with, and here's what he's using his talents for. Fucking brilliant. I love it. I love it. Uh, do you have any... Uh, is there a stand-up comedian that you've never seen in person that's, like, on your bucket list that, damn, if they ever did a stand-up show, I would have to go see them? The, the, I've only seen stand-up people at a uh, open for Weird Al, so and not like I've never been to an actual stand-up show. I've been to an improv show in Canada when I was in Canada. I mean, improv is fun. I mean, I still need. I I want to see Chappelle and I want to see Lewis Black. Yeah, those would be two on my list too. Dave Chappelle and Lewis Black for sure. Um... Gabriel Iglesias, and I've heard his live shows are great. Like I've seen, um, I've seen Jeff Dunham now, and I highly recommend that show because it was hysterical. I highly recommend if you if I don't even know if he does tours anymore, but Craig Ferguson was surprisingly hysterical. I didn't think I was going to laugh as hard at that show as I did, but he he did a really good job. So. And I'm trying to think if there's any other stand-up comedians I've ever seen. I haven't been to that many stand-up shows, but I've seen various. Bill Burr. Ooh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr would be good. Bill Burr would yeah. be good. I would. I would enjoy that. Like I, I remember going to a. Oh, we, we we shot open mic night for our college because we were in broadcasting school. So we brought our camera to the open mic night and watched students attempt to do comedy, and. I remember one of the kids in our broadcasting class actually got up there and tried to do it, but uh, I mean, he doesn't listen to this show, so I know he's he's not going to be offended by this. I just remember his whole routine was about how he's a loser and he has a small penis, and I, it wasn't that self-deprecating comedy where you laugh. It was, I feel really bad for this guy. And then... We we all collectively agreed we were shooting this. Like, I remember looking at my buddy, shooting it with me, and I'm like, we're not using any of this footage when we edit this. He goes, nope, we're not, we're not subjecting him to this. 
Self-deprecating comedy is only funny if the people are into who you are as a person. There's another comedian. I, I don't remember his name. Um, I want to say it's Mike Babiblia, whatever his name is. Biblia. Yeah, it's not him. It's another comic. He's with um. He's friends with Burt Kreischer or Kreischer or whatever. God, what the fuck is his name? Tom Segura. Tom Segura. Tom Segura, I would love to see. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen him do stand-up before, so... Oh, you've never seen Tom Segura do stand-up? I don't think so. That name doesn't sound familiar. Bert and Tom. Tom and Bert. One goes tops and the other wears a shirt. Yeah, you need to watch Tom Segura. They have, they have a podcast called Two, Two Bears, One Cave. Okay. And then Two Tom has a show with his wife, who's also a comedian... Of your mother's house. <laughs> well, my mother's a very nice lady. Thank you very much. Yeah, I I mean, I would. I'm always looking for more stand-up comedians to check out. I was I was watching somebody on Dry Bar that was making me laugh really hysterically. Uh, he was a plain guy from, like, Missouri. And I think... I would recognize the name if I saw it. I might have to actually pull it up on the Facebooks here because Facebook, my Facebook algorithm knows how much I like stand-up comedy, so it, when I go to Facebook videos, like, you know, you're laying in bed, you're looking for something to watch on your phone to try to fall asleep, and it's like, hey, here's a shit ton of stand-up comedy clips. You guys, you should watch this. And I'm like, okay, because it's stand-up comedy, so of course I'm gonna watch it. And it was somebody on Drybar that was really, really funny, and I'll remember the name if I saw it, but he was... He does this this great monotone routine about, you know, being from the South and having an accent and how people will just make assumptions that you've got this accent and what that means. He's just like, they just, they hear my accent and they just assume I can fix their tractor. That's very offensive. I mean, I can, but that's not the point. See, I love shit like that. Shit like that makes me laugh because... It's like when somebody somebody makes an assumption about me, and they're like, look at this kid. He could probably fix my computer. How offensive, just because I'm a big nerd. Well, can you fix my computer? That's not yeah. the point. Yes, but that's not the point. <laughs> that's, that's not the point, damn it. So, uh, I, I, I hate when I blank on... Kind of like what you did. You kind of blanked on the dude's name, and I hate when I do that. Uh, and he, like, he's super funny, too. I don't try understand. To, try to make connections, and I will probably eventually figure out who you're talking about. It's like a game show, but with your mind. <laughs> six, <laughs> six degrees of. Right? <laughs> who is this guy I'm thinking of? It's the guy oh, I mean, he's the said, from that place. He's friends, he's friends with Bert Kreischer, and that's I knew it immediately. I was like, he's currently friends with Bert Kreischer. Chad Thornsberry. Years ago. Chad Thornsberry. Chad Thornsberry. Yes. He's got a very dry delivery with everything. He used to be a teacher, so he goes. He goes. How many people in this room are teachers? You know the expression, 
No such thing as a stupid question? Ain't that a load of crap? Not only are there are stupid questions, but those are generally the only questions that you get. And, uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, Lewis Black would be on my list. That guy's hysterical. And you said you said Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's probably been number one on my list for a long time. So, really funny Chappelle story. Uh, Chappelle show on HBO Max. I started watching it from the beginning. I'm laughing at all these wonderful memories of Chappelle show. And my wife is just sitting there, just staring blankly at the TV and just goes, this really hasn't aged well. <sighs> just, just get out. Get out of the room. She's like, I'm sorry that you think that unfunny stuff is funny. <sighs> Them's fighting words. No, I'm sorry. Chappelle show's still funny. Still funny. And then somebody's gonna somebody's gonna chime in in the comments and be like, "Well, what about comments that Dave Chappelle made?" I don't care. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about his stand-up routines from years ago and material he put out in the 2000s, and whether that's still funny. Listen. I believe I can fly is awesome, but I don't like R. Kelly. But you don't have to like the guy behind <laughs> it. Exactly. I will still watch Chris Benoit wrestling matches, despite the fact that he murdered his wife and son and then killed himself. I'll still watch his wrestling matches. Oh, don't I mean say, I like the guy. If someone started peeing on me, I'd get out the way. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I don't blame uh, his people. Skit. His skit was just like, hey, man, how do you make a song about pissing on people? It was like, no, how do you make a song about pissing on people? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've said this before. I take nothing away from people who who have that issue where they, they can't separate it or they don't want to separate it. And it's just like, well, like, that's fine. I'm not asking you to separate it. Just don't get mad at me for enjoying something because you don't like what it is. That's what I'm saying. And I don't think that's an unfair way of looking at it. We'll use Benoit as the example here. If you don't want to watch a, a Chris Benoit wrestling match because you can't st stomach what he did, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't blame you for that one, one bit. But don't get mad at me because... I'm watching the Chris Benoit match because it's not that's not affecting you. It's the same thing with this whole Harry Potter situation. Don't get mad at me because I'm still enjoying the Harry Potter movies. You don't have to. You can boycott them. You can do whatever you want. Here's how I look at it, right? All people are shitty, <laughs> but they're hiding whatever they're shitty about. Yeah, exactly. And like like I bet we all have a shitty opinion on something that would actually cause people to get legitimately mad at us. I'm sure I have several. In fact, I have I have one that I know for sure that has actually gotten me I I can't say it on the podcast. I can tell you guys off air what it is, but it's it's absolutely gotten me heat with certain people, and I don't care because it doesn't affect their lives. It affects precisely two people. <laughs> two people. Me and my wife. And those are the only two people that that opinion needs to affect. Doesn't affect anyone else. Right, I feel like I'm getting too preachy now. Eric, take me, take me down, buddy. Give me something else to talk about. 
Uh, pull me back. Pull me back. It, it, pull you back. I can't pull you back. I just got shrimp, and there's shrimp right in front of me, and I'm so hungry. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> and the cats want up. Hi, kitty. Well, you got a you got a mute feature, right? <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, we can we can start rapping soon if you if you want to go eat, but and that's fine. But no, no, uh, I'll, we... I'll hold off until we're till oh, till God, we're now we're gonna start talking about food. Of course, we're gonna be talking about. So, food. you want me to pull you back? For, uh, three of my coworkers, I know we're working on Saturday because there's always a, a team working on Saturdays. Uh, every other Saturday, we switch off, and. I knew who the three that were working, and I wanted to do something nice for them. So I had gone out to treat myself to some cookies. So I bought some cookies for them and brought it to them today, and I know it made their day. So that was my that was my good deed of the day. What's the best cookie? Um, the one that you can actually get. Good answer. Good answer. This was family feud. That would be the number one answer. Yeah. See, I personally love oatmeal raisin cookies from McDonald's, but they no longer make them, so everyone can go fuck themselves. Did you see the meme? It's the it's the SpongeBob meme with Plankton where he realizes he didn't get that far. He's like, Can I get an ice cream? And the McDonald's employee is like, sure, what flavor? And he's like, I don't know. I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, the ice cream machine's broken. Honestly, that would probably happen to me if I ever ordered ice cream and they're like, oh, okay. Well, I know that the McDonald's around the corner from me the other day when I went there, I know that their machine was working because I was in the drive-thru in the car in front of me. I saw them pass two ice cream cones to them. Now, whether it was still working by the time I pulled up to the window is a different question entirely. But in that moment, the machine was working long enough to make them their ice cream cones. Then it it would work for you. The whole thing about the ice cream, um, it's 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 a cleaning cycle that malfunctions or whatever. So if it doesn't if it doesn't reach a certain temp in a certain amount of time, the machine goes into default and says something went wrong during the uh, cleaning cycle, even if it's just like one degree off. Yes. So it like, uh, and then you, your machine is just shut down for the whole day, and you have to call the. Um, Taylor, yeah, those are the people who make the machine to come out and repair it. I actually yeah, did like know that one guy for like the entire state. Yes, yeah, his name. His name's Eric. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you go at the bottom of a list that might listen, be every store. I would store love that fucking job. List. <laughs> I would love that job because all I would do is just drive around the McDonald's and hit the reset button and be like, "There you go. You're good to go." I know. I, I might have to apply for that job. <sighs> You're like, you're telling me if this says 248 degrees. Yeah, even if it's one high, which technically is better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good God. All right, um, let's, let's talk about the other video games on my daily project. Uh, if we... That since last time we talked, I believe we left off on Braid. Yes. Uh, the next game w- was Tecmo Super Bowl for the NES, where Bo Jackson's a god. First decent football game. Uh, first game to li- officially licensed by the NFL and contained real teams and real players. 
Just not all of them. Not all of them, but it had real people. And it's fun. It's a it's a simple pick up and play game. Sometimes that's what I want out of a sports game is is to just be able to pick it up and play it. So it's still fun to this day. Uh, the next game was Burnout Paradise. Yeah. I'm not big on to those types of games, but this one was super popular, so of course it, it made it onto the list. I've never really played a Burnout game. It's arcadey, and part of it is about crashing other cars. It sounds fun. I, w- I would enjoy it, a game like that. I would give it a try. So yeah, I'll just play Twisted Metal. <laughs> um, Super Bomberman R was the next day. Bomberman, Bomberman games are fun. Is... Yeah, they're Took they're word right out of my mouth. <laughs> it, it's an easy arcade strategy type game. Bomberman games. That's my issue with Bomberman is that there just comes to a point where you're just like, okay, I only derive fun from playing with other people. And that means you have to get other people. Kitty just took a piece of my shrimp. <laughs> this bitch. Bomberman is one of those games where it's it's easy to play and difficult to master. And that's what I always had fun with, with them. Um, after that, we had Worms Armageddon. Ooh, the Worms games were great. Armageddon was my favorite, actually. That's why I put that one as the the rep. Like I said, there are a couple of franchises where there's multiple games, and then there's some where I'm like, well, I want to include this franchise, but I don't want to oversaturate the list with it, so I'm just going to do one or two of them. Uh, Obviously, the big exceptions to that were Mario and Zelda, where there are several different games from those genres on there. But like, like, just as an example, when Dan mentioned the other day I had Injustice 2, he's like, not the first one? I'm like, no. I just picked Injustice 2 because it was the more popular one. And there are some franchises where I'm like, well, I know this was popular. I'm going to do this. And then, like, like Call of Duty, for example, I think there's only maybe two or three. And I picked the ones that had the best favorable reception from people. So it's it's the shock is to see what shows up. Uh, Fallout New Vegas was the next day. Probably the best Fallout game. That's actually why it made the list. Because I, I googled that franchise to see what the most popular games were, and then I picked like... And it was made ones. by not the company that owns Fallout. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's why it's the best one. It was made by Obsidian. Obsidian Entertainment. Yes. Fallout. Um, oddly enough... I like all the Fallout games. They just it just happens to use the same fucking engine since three. Even seventy six. Even seventy six, especially seventy six. Seventy six is just a Fallout four with a lot of fucking mods. <laughs> okay. Then a new map, of course. Okay. Uh the last game, uh, yesterday's game was RuneScape. Nope. Nope. I played it for, like, for a couple of days. <laughs> I can't play MMOs like that. I'll get lost in it. People still play it to this day. So, 
and I haven't I haven't rolled for this for today's game yet. So we'll see what it is. Oh, let's do it live on the show. Let's do it. You want me to do it? Yeah, yeah right. legit. All right, we'll, uh, end the, we'll end the show with this. Okay, I'm gonna go grab my iPad because that's got the list on it. It's in the other room. Uh, in the meantime, okay. while oh, I'm tra- oh, while oh, I'm oh. traveling to the other room, let's talk about where you guys could travel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Dan do the segue while I grab my iPad. If you need to travel for a little bit further than the other room or the next town over, you should go talk to our friend Emerson Cotton. With IntelliTravel, helps you out. He doesn't cost you anything extra because he gets his stuff on the commissions from the from the other companies. So it's uh, Emerson Cotton IntelliTravel and by the way, um, you can. It's no longer a chance to win a voucher. By the way, from now on, you do get a voucher if you mention it's CKCC a chance, Radio. But it's still a chance to win a voucher. This is the deal that's happening right now. Mention CKCC Radio when you book, and you get a free voucher. And. By the way, this is very important. This is also new. You don't have to use him if you don't want to. You can book your trip through the website and have no interaction whatsoever. You'll still get discounts. You'll still get assistance. But if you're one of those people who doesn't want to interact with the individual, you can do that too. So that's all something to take into consideration. And... uh, this is something that I want to start doing as we move forward here uh, before we're going to end the show with the roll. So really quickly. Um, oh, God, the doc. I know. I All hear. Right. I hear it. I hear it. Um, <clears throat> Jeff Trelowitz had made a request that I'm going to honor. He wants me to promote the podcast. I used to give shout outs to all the shows on the network. Now I'm just going to give shout outs to the shows that aired this past week. And I'm going to start doing that. So. On CKCC Radio this week, you guys can tune into Real Paranormal Talk, the two-year anniversary show. I was the guest. We discussed memories of Real Paranormal Talk and what's gonna, what we're gonna move forward with, as some of our dream places to investigate. You can also hear an interview with Doc Coyle of Bad Wolves on the brand new J Bunny's Music Hub, and Doc talks all about Bad Wolves recording the cover of Zombie. Uh, he talks about the his other bands, his other projects, whether his old band, God forbid, would ever have a reunion, and even why the name Bad Wolves is a great name for a band. You can also check out the A-Show's Fall 2021 Tournament of Champions Finals. Tim Taylor and David Kincannon were the two finalists. You can hear who booked the better show. As a show goes into hiatus, a new season coming soon. There we go. There's a, there's your uh, your plugs for right now. <clears throat> also, in the future, I am putting together a wrestling show where I go through the Monday Night War. Yes, new show on its way. Dan's going to review all 288 weeks of Nitro versus Raw. <laughs> So you have fun with that one. That's probably going to be a two, sometimes three times a week show, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's going to have to be if you're going to 
cover them all in a because like yeah because the war lasted for well that was like remember i did the math six and a half years <laughs> I, <laughs> I did the math as to uh god what was it um how many super nintendo games there were like and then how long it would take and it would be almost 14 years if i only did one a week so i have to do multiples to to cover them all but that's okay because some games you only want to play for 10 15 minutes anyway well so. exactly exactly so all right there are still 351 games on the list so we can do this one of two ways you guys can choose a number or i, I can, can i can rando it you can, or you or can you. random number generate it a number between one and 351 okay how about eric eric, eric tell me how many times to hit the button i uh, hit it Hit it six times. One. I thought he was going to say 69 times. I'm like, you're nuts. Five, six. Number 127. Ooh, okay. That's somewhat towards the middle of the list. Today's game is Hearthstone. Ooh, enjoy. Hearthstone. Played that for a few hours. Yes. That's still, that's still popular, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Super popular. It's one of the big MLG style online, you know, scroll uh, stream of world championship. There you go. Because who who do we know that's competed in those championships? Oh, is it Risner? I believe Danny Jackpot. Yeah. Dick Risner. Danny Risner. Because we were trying to get an Among Us game set up the one time, and he was... He was running late because he was actually in, like, a, an active competition. He made it to the semifinals, I think. He did, yeah. And then I remember he got knocked out and he joined us. But that's still really cool. I mean, that's, like, still win something because you were in the Final Four. Yeah, exactly. Well, that is the, that is today's game. I'm going to save the image and add that to the album. So I guess I guess if we keep this momentum going the way we're doing it, we'll be able to talk about seven games each week. In a minimum. Don't touch my shrimp. <laughs> Too late. I already done did. <laughs> Sorry. The, okay, here's the best part. You guys didn't hear this, but all the listeners are going to hear this. But uh, the little the little error message went off when I was trying to save the picture. It went ding, and it said that right after Eric said, "Don't touch my shrimp." So it's almost like a warning went off to the cat. <laughs> oh, that is friggin' perfect. And with that, that wraps up this week's edition of the Nerd Table, dude. This was a this was a fun episode. We got into like an actual debate. <laughs> because apparently you guys know how my area operates better than I do. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it's a fucking terrible place for 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 the hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my you, you god! You want it to be around a lot of different. Well, I so just... here's the thing: is we're the people that don't live there. Thus, we're the people that would go there and not expect a Cartoon Network hotel. I just think it was funny the way the conversation picked up, and I appreciated that. Uh, we had a lot of we had a lot of fun though. Uh, Entertainment challenge is kicking off. If you have an idea for it, let us know. Check out all the great shows on CKCC Radio. Check out our partner shows: the Blake and Sal Show, the United We Fan Podcast. Check out our friend Tom Dickinson over on YouTube at the Watch Me Cook channel. You can hear more of me, Dan, and Eric throughout the week as we continue to record 
more goofy crap. If you're a patron, go to patreon.com slash club kayfabe. We got to update that and actually make it CKCC radio at this point. I think we do. I think, I think it's time to officially rebrand it to CKCC radio. And, uh, I've got some plans to record some more stuff. If, if these gentlemen are available tomorrow on Sunday, I have some ideas we might be able to work with, but we're not sure yet. So, but stuff's coming. We're working on it and we appreciate you guys all the same. Thank you guys for tuning into another episode. And I guess we're going to see you next time here on the nerd table. This has been another episode of The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at ckccradio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.